0: Do you need me to move my mic?
1: Hey, Abby, I'm just getting some mic-knocking noises. It sounds like you're hitting the desk a bit. and. Dis-
0: oh. I I am. Okay. Ooh. Sorry, Mr. Professor. S- I'm, dis- I'm a
2: disruptor. <laughs> I've always been a disruptor, so even with mics.
0: <laughs> Glamour Magazine's top, d- top 50 disruptors. <laughs> That's such a fucking, like, um... Like hashtag
2: disruptor right? series. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I am Brave I got excited. Women.
0: Yeah. I got excited <laughs> about
2: a sale and a deal and I started hitting the table.
0: on my teeth. Welcome to Black Frazier, (laughs) y'all. I'm your host, Phoebe Lynn Robinson. And as always, I'm joined by my co-producer, editor, love of my life, and Sweetest piece of sausage side uh, the Mason-Dixie line.
1: The what?
0: <laughs> That's American history. We'll get into it later, babe. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll have to look that one up afterwards, do I?
0: <laughs> um. Okay. I just am going to put this out there. I've tried very hard to not lean forward with my U2-ness, but I had to do it today, bitches.
1: Yeah there's more u two just creeps more and more into our life every single moment
0: so anyway i'm wearing a youtube joshua tree t-shirt that i purchased from Urban outfitters
1: <laughs> didn't know they're a british owned company but okay
0: <laughs> and i just feel like all this time i've been wearing all these other different looks and i was like I need to honor my boys. Mm. So I'm wearing a YouTube t-shirt. If you want to watch the YouTube version of this episode. There's a
1: YouTube version?
0: I said YouTube. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so used to hearing YouTube (laughs) that I'm just like.
0: (laughs) So if you want to click on over to YouTube to see exactly how cute this fucking shirt is.
1: Little do they know that you're not wearing any pants.
0: Well, all the way they know now. <laughs> but I want to say, how are you doing, babe? I love you. I adore you.
1: Oh, I love you too, babe.
0: I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah, having a great week. Where's your YouTube merch?
1: In your closet because anything you two I would ever own, you would take. Right. So, <laughs> I did count how many U2 memorabilia items oh, no. are in this room Oh no, how many? Is it like 12? It's not that many actually There's four behind you Right Or maybe three behind you We
0: have the U2 by U2
1: Yes the... Which is the
0: oral history of the band because... By them. Because what?
1: Because the visual history wasn't enough
0: Then we have You Two and I by Anton Corbin. And then we have uh, Bono and Conversation. That's another book. Yes. Then we have this letter. Oh, I
1: forgot about the letter. The letter.
0: I keep saying it's a letter. It's literally like like, one sentence. It's
1: it's a post-it note. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But that's it. That's like not that much, you guys.
1: So off camera, Um, there is... Bono on the wall.
0: There's a photograph of him that The Edge took of him during the Joshua Tree era.
1: Then you have your U2 harmonica. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: In my defense. Your honor. I did not say, listen, mate, I want a U2 harmonica that came free of purchase with a signed booklet. Mm Mm-hmm. From when they did the Joshua Tree Reboot Redux tour in 2017 and the band signed the book.
1: By hand?
0: Yes. What do you think happened?
1: A printer did it?
0: (laughs) No. You think they just went to Staples and they were like, here, mate. Photocopy
1: this. (laughs) 6,000 copies, please. You
0: don't think... Larry sat down, Larry Mullen Jr., the drummer of the band, sat down and was like, I'm gonna sign this version of this booklet for Phoebe.
1: I honestly thought this podcast was called Black Fraser, (laughs) not the official fandom of you (laughs) 2
0: Drugged! Okay, anyway, that's not the point of this episode, you guys. But if you must know, you want some YouTube merch, go to YouTube.com.
1: <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> not affiliated anyway with this podcast.
0: YouTube.com. They have great, th- they have great items. Tons of stuff.
1: I'm not going to say a thing.
0: But what are you thinking? So much.
1: <laughs> so very much. <laughs>
0: I have, a, I have a lovely heart, a very open heart. Yes, you do. And I'm a great fan. Anyone would be honored to have me as a fan? Mm-hmm, they would. Thanks, babe. Okay, so let's move on to the actual point of this episode. Getting knocked up, bun in the oven, goofing in a cooch. Oh,
1: <laughs> that is horrible. I love you to bits, but that is vile.
0: You don't like goofing in a couch. Don't
1: repeat it, please. I feel violated. And that's what you get.
0: I need a sip of my drink. The point of this episode is about kids and, and in particular about people who are either on the fence about having kids or like you and I and don't want to have children. And I think especially during the time of the core, people being inside, you have all this extra time, excuse me, and energy to sort of think about what do I want the next, you know, 18 years of my life to look like. And so, you know, I mean, when we moved in together two years ago, we, you know, we decided that we weren't going to have kids. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, even, like, a little bit nervous to say that because I was like, oh, like, am I going to be enough? Is this relationship going to, like, like, keep you entertained and keep you engaged enough to
1: sort of... Trust me, there's plenty to keep me entertained with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. And so I'm wondering, like, when you were a kid, because here's the thing, I think... um. I think that girls are really, you, your toys are, here's a baby doll, mm. here's a house, you're playing house, all these sorts of things that like, of course, boys aren't really, those aren't the toys. It's like rough and tumble. It's Explorer. you, you can Soccer. Be, yeah, soccer. You can yeah. be anything. And so I'm wondering, you know, at, like what your thought on kids were growing up and then as an adult, did it ever really, did it ever really cross your mind that, hey, I got to think about whether or not I want to have kids or
1: do you just like,
0: not at all, I'm a white dude, doing my <sighs> white dude things.
1: That's what my whole life has just been. <laughs> just a white dude doing white dude things. <laughs> I think from a very early age, I realized I didn't want kids. Really? How early? Are we talking like eight? No, probably like teens, early teens. Okay, and I why? Think, why was that? I don't that? know, it's just, it was just never a thing that I had ever crossed my mind about having kids it was mm. never I want to grow up get married have kids I was never in the conversation it's all with my mind mm. and I think the older I've gotten I not that I have anything against people having children because their lives are so fulfilled and so happy it's just that I get my fulfillment in life a different way mm. I feel mm-hmm. and it's I am I love children and love being around them and have a great time when we go see your family with your niece and nephew, but it's always that relief being able to give them back <laughs> at the end <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, I don't know if it's in me to be a a father. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way about your, you being a father. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. Zynga. Um, Robertson one Bake Off zero. Oh, oh wait, Robertson
1: wait, wait, <laughs> wait,
0: wait. Jeez. Bake Bake Off love, Robertson fifteen. I did tennis. Oh, you did tennis. Yeah. That's why
1: I thought you were doing it first, but then didn't click that tennis goes up by fifteen.
0: Yeah, it's love fifteen thirty.
1: Why fifteen? I'm sure there's a reason we can.
0: Yeah, why don't you ask, you know, the ghost of Arthur Ashe, how they came to the tennis. Ask Billie Jean King. She's in Queens somewhere. I'm good. At her stadium, just walking around empty. Just walking around. (laughs) (laughs) What is Billie Jean King up to, you guys? Um, No, but back to... So when you were growing up, did
1: you ever want... Did you ever think you would have a family?
0: You know, I think... When I was younger, like a kid and even a teenager even a teenager, I was sort of like yes, but not really thinking anything mm. other than like, sure that's a thing that people do, so I guess I will do that. And I would say maybe when I was twenty seven I did have baby fever, like at that age. Oh you eight, did. Yeah, where I was like I would just see, you know, a a guy in the park with like his kids. Mm. And I would just be like, oh, I want that for my life. But then I turned 28 and I was like, you don't want that? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Um. And so, yeah, I just really feel like, hey, I don't know if I, I just don't have the capacity. Like, I feel like being a parent is just, it's like a relentless thing. And once you start it, it it's just a full-time does, job. Yeah, it doesn't stop. Yeah. For the rest of your life. And I, excuse me, um, that was a burp that I was trying to withhold. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have bubbly water, but I think I don't, I'm not built for that. And as much as I like to nurture and like attend to things, I think that's, I do that in my career and with my friendships and my relationship with you. And so I feel like me being a parent and having to like, I don't want to have to relearn algebra to like help my kids with their homework. Like what? I didn't want to learn the first time. You think I'm going to do it again in my early forties?
1: And no. then it's the responsibility of you to teach your child as well. Oh my gosh,
0: That's a lot of pressure. No, I would be, I, I don't think I could teach kids
1: anything. Yeah, I do look at parents these days and just be like, I have the outmost, utmost respect for mm-hmm. them totally mm-hmm. because it's such a hard job and it really is just a full-time 24-7 job.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, with this discussion, there's certainly people who judge folks for not having kids. I'm sure there are people who de- who decide to not have kids and they mm. get older and like they maybe have a twinge of regret about it. I think it's just one of those things like it's one of those major life decisions that you yeah. just have to choose one and hope that it's. And
1: there's no wrong decision. I think yeah. a lot of people who don't want kids get a lot of stick from people that have kids mm-hmm. about Oh, you'll change your mind when you're older. Mm. Oh, you're only feeling... It's a phase. You're only feeling that now. Yeah. But I think it's okay to say that you don't want kids and not to have children. Yeah. So I hope that when we're old together... And yeah. Older and wrinklier. I'm pretty wrinkly. No, he's not, you guys.
0: But when we're like in our 70s and <clears throat> I imagine we're like next door neighbors... To Sasha, Malia, Obama. (laughs) Do you think we can afford to live in the same neighborhood?
1: (laughs) And you know, when they say neighbors, that's that's like an acre and a half away (laughs) is the nearest house.
0: But when we're old and all cute together, I hope that when we look back on our lives, we feel like... Even though we didn't have kids, we had so much love to give and we gave it in
1: different ways. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, that's really sweet. And I think this is a perfect segue to talk about our guest for today's episode. Truly one of my favorite people, a good friend of mine, Miss Abby Jacobson. So many of you know her as the co-creator, co-star, co-producer and director of Broad City. She has a New York Times bestselling book called I Might Regret This. And this is exciting news. Her new series for Amazon got picked up. It's like the like the latest like reincarnation of A League of Their Own that Ooh. she's starring in. And so she's just doing the damn thing. And it was so good to catch up with her. She's in L.A. And we just sort of, I think her and I have just really... I think in the past couple of years, we've really been having like a lot of deep talks. Like we got past the surface level shit and like every conversation has been a lot of deep stuff. And we've been talking a lot about whether to have kids, not have kids, freezing eggs and all these things. And we realized that a lot of people who check our work are maybe also having these sort of conversations with their friends. So we thought it'd be great to put that in public because everything is content baby (laughs)
1: 2020
0: but i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode i think it was really wonderful we had great listener questions Mm. so i think the advice section of this episode is fan-freaking-tastic so without further ado you guys it's abby jacobson
2: the mic is in a good spot. I'm sorry. I'm fucking out. <laughs> no,
0: you're perfect. I love it. <sighs> okay. Hi, Abby. <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi, Themes. I can't do it. You can do it. oh You had to just really be. Hi. hi.
2: Yeah. Hi. It's so, ups- it seems so upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a quarantine high. <laughs> you shift, you've shifted it to be like kind of a, like a hi versus
0: hi, hi, hi. Yeah, everyone yeah, has yeah. T- tuned out of the podcast by now, so we lost yes. all the listeners. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. Like but I'm wearing, I'm wearing a wig for you today. I want to spruce it up. You know, gorgeous.
2: You really look. You don't look like we're in quarantine.
0: No, I look like I'm thriving, but I'm not wearing pants. So
2: I am not thriving. <laughs> I was in like workout pants and I was like, I'm putting jeans on for Phoebe's.
0: Whoa. Damn. Yep. High waisted and everything? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. Got to, I like that. Got too. <laughs> <Got> to. <laughs> Okay, well no, I'm so excited that you're doing black phrase like people were so excited <laughs> that you're gonna be on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and like this is probably one of the most like I'm the most excited for this episode in particular just because I think it's very much top of mind for me um and I think for a lot of people who are are fans and are friends. Um, I think, you know, this is, we're going to get into it today. I feel like this is the one real talk's going to happen and I'm really stoked. Me too. Um, I'm not exactly sure how,
2: where we're going, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Were you going to get in there? No. (laughs) I like it.
0: But you know, we're both in our thirties. We're in our, our can we say mid thirties? Will that cost us so many Hollywood jobs? LOL. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've been we've been telling the industry
2: that we're still in our twenties. So yes, we are both in our mid thirties, thirties.
0: Um, yes, and I feel like this is an age where society makes women be like, okay, what are you gonna do? You haven't had kids yet. Are you gonna have kids? if you don't have kids, does your life have any value? Like there's just so much pressure and so much judgment that it can be almost paralyzing. And so I wanted to have a conversation today about being a woman who decides that, you know, maybe I either don't want to have kids now, or I don't want to have kids ever. And just sort of kind of talking through those feelings and sort of just seeing how society sort of views us and I don't know. I mean, I'll go first and say that I 1,000% do not want to have kids. Um, and How did I you feel- – is that something you've always – like, have you come
2: to that? Or are you – you're like, I've always felt that way?
0: I mean, I think in my twants I wanted to uh, – <laughs> I'm the only one that ruins, like, your whole train of thought because I laugh every time you
2: do you do something in that – what is it even called the i don't like
0: know an i mean yeah the <laughs> breeves <laughs> i think in my 20s i really was sort of like oh i think i could see myself having kids and i think around 27 i sort of felt like oh i definitely want to have kids and then i turned 28 and i was like what you don't um <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have that much responsibility and so i think now in my 30s i'm sort of okay with saying I don't want to have kids without qualifying it or apologizing where I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to have kids, but maybe my, I might change my mind or maybe I'll adopt. And now I'm just like, I don't want to have kids period. Full stop. What about you? I don't have to explain it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I'm, um, I don't have like, um, as succinct or clear answer to that question. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, most more recently, I mean, under this, scenario right now i haven't really been thinking about it <laughs> but um i mean just in quarantine but um the past couple years i think for me well okay i'll go back i'll go back because i do feel like and this is something that i wrote a little bit about in my book which was about how oh i just had these ingrained um ideas of what I was supposed to do when I grew up. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to get married to a math and have kids. And like, not that it was even forced on me. It was just what mm-hmm. I saw. It's truly like white supremacy, the same thing. It's like, yeah. this is what I do. This is what you do. Like, and when I, it was like such a shift for me when I started dating women, because I was just like that whole narrative sort of mm-hmm. um, was like, shaken a little where I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, maybe this isn't what I will do. Like I don't necessarily, I might not necessarily marry a man. And so if that's true, then what else? Like I, oh, maybe Mm. I won't have, I mean, and, and it was like, it was just that shifting. And then, yeah. And then now I'm, I'm, I don't think I want kids so much that I would, would have them on my own. So Mm. for me, I I'm not dating anyone and I so it's not a, a thing for me of like I need to have kids on my own. I want them so badly, which I think a lot of people do, that they'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll have them on their own, which is like, nope, do that. For me, I'm not at that point right now. So I don't know, like I I still am kind of in it where I don't know what I want. I kind of still always envision myself with kids um, but it's kind of an ongoing question. I don't yeah. know if I answered that fully. I don't have the answer truly.
0: But I think that's I think that's also important to be able to say I don't know 100% which way I'm leaning right now because I think society forces everyone to be like okay, get married by 25, buy a house by 30. If have kids, if you haven't already have these like specific markers that we're supposed to be tied to. So I think even having the conversation with yourself and being like, I'm not sure where I stand, I think is a very political, not very political, but very powerful thing for you to do. And it it allows you to free yourself up, I feel like. yeah. And, you know, I around the time that Bake Off and I like because even though I was sure like I didn't want to. I call Bake Off, Bake Off, because he, he wants to be a private citizen for all the podcast listeners. Um, but even before he and I started dating, I was sort of like, well, maybe I'll just freeze my eggs because I was, I was kind of worried because he's four years younger than me. And, you know, I think someone, we started dating when he was 28, 27, 28. And, you know, you feel very differently about things. So when he was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to have kids, I was sort of like, maybe I should freeze my eggs just in case he turns 33 and it's like, I want to be a dad. And then when we had a conversation about, like, truly, like, how do you feel about this? And he was like, don't freeze your eggs. Like, if we really do want to have kids and we're in our 40s or early 50s or whatever, we will adopt. But, like, he sort of freed me up from that pressure of, like, maybe I should – because I was really kind of worried, like – you know, we were, th- you know, early thirties, your eggs like start, they, everyone scares you and they're yeah, like, we your like, eggs are like, we would are- be like geriatric. We're yes. truly, that's what
2: it's called. Geriatric pregnancy yes. a- after like 32, which is like mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was just very much like, okay, I'm not going to freeze my eggs at all. And so what are you thinking about that?
2: Yeah. I think I maybe mentioned this to you like very quickly. So I was, I was, I, I, I kind of hadn't, I, I know a lot of friends that did that have done that. Mm-hmm. And I actually had this, like, I've had a couple run-ins with people. Um, it's funny when you, at, when you get older, at least for me, I don't know if this happened for you. I've had a couple run-ins where people were like, like there was an older, not older, but like, she was probably in her late forties and someone that like I used to work with very distantly, but we ran into each other and she was like, freeze your ex. I, like, I was like, what? hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was cl-
2: clearly like she had been someone who didn't. So she yeah. was telling everyone like, freeze your fucking ex. Because yeah. I wish I did. Kind of Ivan. And I was like, hi, how are you? Also, what's your name again? <laughs> like it was such a distant like coworker. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so that like made me think about it. This was a couple years ago. And then more recently I was at a party with, um, a friend and it was someone that I just really didn't think that they would be thinking about this. Mm -hmm. And, and they were going through this right now. They were like freezing their eggs and they were telling me how and how and why, like why they were doing it. And it was sort of just this thing of like what I what I was talking about before, where like I don't know if I want kids, I can't mm-hmm. decide. And she was saying how, well, freezing your egg, it's it's expensive, it's such a fucking luxury and privilege. But she mm-hmm. was like, if I do this, then I don't have to decide. It's a little yeah. bit of a security to do this. And so truly, yeah. I I <laughs> I forgot I did this, but before, so I shot this pilot right before COVID and I went to a consultation to freeze my egg just to see what it was right before the pilot. And I was like, well, if I want to do it, maybe I'll do it after the pilot's finished. And then COVID happened. And hilariously, they, the like doctor's office called me and they were like, we're having a deal we have a deal on egg freezing. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you do right now. <laughs> and I was like, it's just not really like, a priority right now for me. <laughs> but also it is that thing what, what you're saying. It's like tick tock, you know, women are mm-hmm. very much like taught tick tock, tick tock, if you don't do it now. And and truly that like ex-coworker was like, I wish I did. You better like snap too. And yeah. I don't know. I, 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 it's sort of a, it's such a hard thing. Cause it is like an out of sight, out of mind thing for me mm-hmm. right now, but also like, well, if I want to freeze them, I kind of should.
0: Yeah. It's, it's hard. Take advantage of that deal. I love a good deal. I really, <laughs> like truly, when I'm on my phone, I get those like Instagram ads and it's like 20% off. I'm like, oh my God, babe, can you believe this? And he's like, you're such a sucker. So I love a fucking deal. Are you kidding? Me I too. love <laughs> a deal. But it is, I'm obviously, I'm like,
2: that's the most Jewy part of me. But um the like a deal on <laughs> the egg freezing, egg freezing's really expensive. Yeah. Um it just seemed i was like this this seems like such a crazy time to do something like that but also maybe i don't know you know wait something before i forget, something that was really interesting and and really fucked up in my own head mm. was um and I, and maybe you can help me unpack this but it was a little so when i because when the when the like standard narrative shifted for me when I started mm-hmm. dating women and I was like, well, maybe my night, my life won't be what I always thought it would be or should be. Yeah. I started being like, well, maybe that means I like can't have kids. Like mm. it's such a different thing for women, um, or, or for like gay women or same-sex couples that to go through that process. And I it like yeah. what a homophobic thought to have about myself, mm. which is such a another, I don't feel that way anymore, but it was like, that was my first thought, which is just like upsetting.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just the way that we're programmed. Like I love romantic comedies and everything is just straight couple and you like hate each other at first, but then you fall in love and you get married and you have kids. And so to me, it feels like your process of expanding your sexuality and starting to date women, has forced you to sort of maybe deprogram some of the homophobic thoughts that we've all been conditioned to to think. Do you do you feel that's true?
2: Yeah, and I mean it wasn't mm-hmm. like I shouldn't have children. Yeah. It <laughs> wasn't yeah, that yeah. far
0: of a homophobic thought. It
2: was more like this this thought of like, well, now if I wanted to have kids, it would be an IVF track, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or adoption whereas straight couples that do IVF like so many straight couples do IVF yeah. it's like not any different like why would that be different for a same sex couple than a straight couple but i i truly was like i don't know why am i thinking of it differently it's mm-hmm. like programmed somehow yeah. and so a lot of i don't know yeah a lot of that was worked through
0: yeah that's good <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. you Thinking about like whether or not you want to have kids, like I, I think I was really influenced by looking at the way that my parents raised my brother and I, just because I saw how much hard work, like went into it, and like how much they like were grinding and hustling, and we were, I mean, we were middle class, but we weren't like not comfortable, like you know, I still like had tons of student loans for college. I had to do work study for like high school in order to afford to go to my private school, and I just saw the effort that. Ma and Pa Robinson put into me. And I was like, I don't know if I have that capacity. Like, do you think any part of your sort of working through whether or not you want to be a mom is informed by the way that your parents raised you?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I, I'm not uh, sure exact. I'm, your brother's older, right? So we, we have the same. Yeah. I have an older brother too. Mm-hmm. And it's just the two of us. And so... I think for me, um, and also this is like somehow, like I'm just relating it also to like every friend of mine from high school is married with, with children Mm -hmm. now. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you have that. And they're all sort of like living very close to where I grew up, sort of the, they're living the lives that like we lived. Yeah. And I feel like me and maybe another one, a couple other of our friends did the New York route. Uh, and it feels like the, the family, the having kids for us is later, like the, the work life, um, at least for women, the work life, um, taking priority in the beginning is like pushes that, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So like, I was so, I was, and am still so work focused, not that I couldn't have a child right now, but like it's it just was not my priority. And yeah. looking at my parents, um, yeah. I'm I was upper middle class. Um, and my mom um was a stay-at-home mom, but then worked at Bed Bath and beyond most of my childhood mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh was an artist and sold things. I say I laugh at that because that's why I my character is obsessed with Bed Bath & Beyond in Broad City. And um, so like she always worked um, and my dad w- is a graphic designer and worked a lot. Um, but my mom was very much like in my early, early childhood a stay-at-home mom. Mm. And like I, I think she would identify first as a mom mm. over any other career, if that makes sense. And that would be such a shift for me to change my, like my identity and not that it wouldn't be. Obviously I think when you have a child that's like takes, takes priority, but yeah, it was just such a, um, they, my parents were married really young. Mm -hmm. They had kids when they were around 29 or 26 and 30. So it was like really young. And that was like, that was the center of their whole lives, you know? Yeah. And I just, it would be such a shift. I don't yeah. know if that even answers your question, but it's just, um, I think that was like their goal. And now right. my, like, it would be totally realigning my goals.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my dad was really, a stay-at-home dad. Wait, what, you're really what?
2: No, like this This is such an in, a fascinating conversation because it's making me think about it.
0: Yeah. She's it. She's <laughs> Black
2: Fraser. <laughs> because you've never seen Frasier, he gets in there sometimes. He does? There you go. Okay. Yeah, every
0: once in a while. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start watching and seeing if I like if I like get into it. Because it was on for like 15 years or something, right? It was on for a long time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but yeah my dad was a stay-at-home dad for a little bit too and like I'm curious as to like seeing a parent be stay at home like how like I know for me when my dad was staying at home I just sort of viewed him as like oh yeah that's my dad and there's like nothing else to his personality or identity same way like in school like your grade school teachers you're like you're just a teacher and that's all you are like. Do you feel like yeah. when your mom was a stay at home mom, do you feel like you saw her fully as a person, or you just were like, "That's mom," and then moving on to the next subject?
2: Well, I think she was really good at like my, my mom is an artist, uh, mm-hmm. and so even when she was a stay at home mom, she had these little like side hustles in our basement, <laughs> and so one was one was um, called uh, this business called Do Me a Favor, which was she sold these teeny little like party favors to kids' birthday parties. And a lot of them were, a lot of them were things she didn't buy, uh, make, but she would like make a lot of them. And just, it was, it, 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 we were, I remember we were like in the newspaper, in like the oh. local newspaper. But <laughs> then also she, she at, right after that, she started becoming a potter. So she mm. um, made these clay boxes and she would make them in the basement and then sell them at, um, art, uh, craft shows in the tri-state area. So that's like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, I think Delaware, when you're in Pennsylvania
0: yeah. <laughs> and, um,
2: we, my brother and I would like help. So we were, I was around like the hustle of her doing and like working, we would go to the garden state racetrack and she would sell her, her, her boxes, and I would, I would like sell stuff I had. Like it was just like, and so that was always that other aspect of her mm-hmm. that was like kind of always like hustling. Um, but, but she was like first and foremost a mom. She was like homeroom mom, always like mm-hmm. at school with me, kind of a mom.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And like, I think when I think about the decision to be like, okay, I'm not going to have kids. And I would tell people, I don't want to have kids. People are going to be like, people would say things such as, well, who's going to take care of you when you get old and just automatically make it like, you're not going to have kids. Your life is going to be a comp- piece of shit. You know what I mean? Or like, you're going to fall apart and no one's going to be there that loves you. And it's sort of this kind of pressure. And I'm wondering like, you know, have you felt any sort of pressure from people? Have anyone said like side comments about you're not being married and having kids at this point?
2: It's interesting. I don't know if you feel this way, but like, I feel a lot of my, a lot of our peers mm-hmm. don't have kids yet. Yeah. So I don't feel that pressure from like right here, people that mm-hmm. are doing similar things. Um, It's more, I think an internal like judger mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. that same thing of like my mine isn't necessarily who's going to take care of you, but it's like um, when I'm older, will I want that? Will I will I will I wish I had that? Uh, and then also, I mean, I would, yeah. Just I I I often wonder if if that would be a piece of this ex- whatever this ex- whole experiences that I would mm-hmm. would want. Or wish I had done.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is one of those things where it makes you sort of, I think, you know, you think for me, when I think about life, I'm like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. It could be whatever. I could course correct, blah, blah, blah. But there are certain things where it's like you, you, you're you going down one path or the other and you can't. Yeah. You can't cross back over. So, like. Yeah. It's at, it's, it's
2: even getting married. You can. you be like, yeah. oh, we're not going to do this anymore.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, like
2: that happens yeah. a lot. But yeah. With the kid, yeah, the kid thing, it is like, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Do you think you want to get married? Um, I
2: the like the idea of marriage. Um, I I can't even get that far to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm truly like that. oh Like I can't even like get that far. I'm at a point right, right where I'm like, I just want to like like somebody.
1: Like I haven't yes. liked anyone in a
2: second. You know what I mean? So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I even need to jump ahead and really contemplate yeah. if I want to <laughs> get married. Cause I'm like, no, I just need to figure out why I maybe don't. Or like in the last little while, why I'm not like, connecting. So I'm like the
0: marriage thing. I don't know. Do you? I mean, just before I answer your question, go back to the connecting thing. There, s- most people are complete trash. So it's like. Yeah. Like if I wasn't with Bake Off, I would fully be single. Like before I met him, I have resigned myself to being just like, just enjoy being single because I was very much Yes, I love being in a relationship, but I was so like, oh, my life is not fulfilled because I don't have a boyfriend. And I really just felt like so much pressure of like, I just should be in a relationship and I should have my partner, blah, blah, blah. And then like maybe two or three months before I met Bake Off, as it always happens, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm done. I I just want to focus on my friends and I like don't want to turn every conversation to like woe is me and like i just want to be present for people and show up and like be grateful for the life that i have and then i met him and so then everything has changed I but remember,
2: i remember this yeah yeah i remember because i remember and i won't say any details about it. i remember this before you met Bakeoff. there was like yeah. this thing a little bit before that was so fucking annoying yes do you remember yes. I, And i was like mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I was like, "Yeah, fuck this." We were both like, "Fuck this," <laughs> <laughs> right? I hate. I hated that scenario for that situation yeah. for you. I that was some yeah. bullshit. And it did yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so so then, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I. So I got to a place before Bake Off where I was like, I'm just gonna be at peace with myself because I think like. Even like the idea of just pushing marriage and kids onto everyone, it's like I I would feel like, oh, I need to have all these things before I even got a chance to know who I was as a person. Um, and so then I got to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm being alone, I'm enjoying myself, I'm realizing the things that I definitely need to work on. Cause you know, in your 20s, you can be like, Oh, I'm 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 cool. And then your thirties, you're like, <laughs> You're a fucking asshole and you need to get that in. You don't know even I mean you just like check yourself more. Yeah. And then now with Bake Off, I'm very much like I'm okay. So I'll tell you like if we do get married, this is the only scenario in which it can happen. Oh yeah, this is such an intense <laughs> thing cuz he's sitting like on the other side of the computer, right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're staring at him while you have to tell me where.
0: I'm like, "Babe, this is what I want. No. <laughs> Walk out of here. Walk out. <laughs> okay. So I want us to get married at Joshua Tree because obviously you two, but also <laughs> <laughs> I did not go there. I was like, uh huh, cool. It's very peaceful there. I did not
2: put that together. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, of course. But we met at a YouTube concert, so I was like, "Oh, this is, it means so much." And then you've met my right, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, a I want times. her, to, yeah, I want her to marry us, oh. um, which would be really cute. But like, that's kind of the because here's the thing: my parents, um, they got married at City Hall, so like, I, you know what I mean. Like, my brother and sister in law, they had like a nice wedding in D.C., but it was never like the. Like there wasn't this sort of like wedding sort of like hysteria. So to me, I'm always sort of like, oh, if I did get married, the only way I would not do it at City Hall is if we did it in Joshua Tree. But yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of flexible on if we have to get married. You know,
2: I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I've never had some, and maybe you know, it might also be we're we're actors, so we mm-hmm. we kind of have this. Actors is just one of the multi many multi hyphens that that me and Vivy are. Um, but, but we we have opportunities, um, and dare I say, seek uh, narcissistic op- narcissistically yes. opportunities to be to have attention on us. Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't know, but maybe that's why I don't envision. I never envisioned like a huge wedding day with like the mm-hmm. gorgeous dress and like that being my day. Like, I don't have, it's not even about that. I think that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, it would be more an intimate thing mm-hmm. where I think a lot of people envision this day and this moment. Yeah. And that is creates a lot of stress because there is mm-hmm. so much pressure. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed. I think I'm allowed to talk about it. I think it was like leaked to the, I mean, people know she's married, but Alana did like the a really small little mm-hmm. thing and it was like really lovely and then just yeah. had like people at her apartment and i was like this is awesome and it's more about just getting to celebrate the couple and mm-hmm. that union and not about this like
0: grand
2: thing you know yeah yeah i don't that's, know that's cute but i mean legally i think it uh I know. I'm just like shifted into like legally it like (laughs) it can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. And also I wonder if it makes you feel like you're really committing to somebody.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I have heard that like when you get married, like there's just a, like a feeling or a shift that happens. And so I'm like, Oh, maybe I want to feel that shift, but I'm like, I don't know what would be different. Like, We've lived together for two years now. Like he's met my family. I've met his family. Like we're really like not that exciting as a couple. Like not to neg us, but we're just, we're homebody. Like I just don't know what would be different. I'm not taking his last name. I have no interest in that. So I'm just like, what, what, what's the diff? Yeah,
2: I don't know, but most people, I, 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 don't know. I'm not the person to ask. <laughs> Truly, <honestly, laughs> but I'm like, You're not, I don't know. But most people do it. I mean, yeah. I wonder if most people do it because it's a thing to that most people do. Like it's like a mm-hmm. vicious circle. But yeah. I think, I think we also, as or at least I'm speaking for me. But I think most people I know have like some sort of. I wonder if it's like, we have some sort of like insecurity, whether we're able to acknowledge it or not. And I think Mm -hmm. when you are like, here we go, get married. You know, it's like everyone (laughs) in the movies, you're always there. Everyone's always like, this is a day. And it's like, it's because you're doing it to, to like lock in that insecurity. Be like, you don't need to worry because we're Mm -hmm. doing, it's like, well, then that's kind of a bizarre thing of like, well, why are we, if we don't do it, then we have something to like, worry about whereas even if you do it the same shit could happen you know
0: yeah 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 i mean my parents like never wore rings and people would be like but he's going to be out i'm like where where the hell is my dad going to be out at that he's like oh they're like oh and he's not wearing a ring he's definitely like out at the bar it's like what yeah. no N- not
2: at I all i don't think my i don't my dad didn't wear a ring either i don't think and he yeah. doesn't now, but my parents are yeah. divorced.
0: Yeah, yeah. So maybe that um, is why I'm like
2: marriage maybe doesn't work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, it just is so like trying to navigate the world with like another person, like and trying to build a life. You real like because you know I think my my fantasy of relationship is like I before Bake I was like we're in this relationship. The other person has all this work they need to do on themselves and I'm perfect, right? Like, I'm on point. <laughs> <laughs> Bake Off is like, babe, you old piece of shit. No, he doesn't say that, but he is very much like, oh, you should work on this or like maybe the way you do X, Y, Z is like not the most beneficial for your spirit. And like, I don't know. I f- I'm wondering if like from any of your relationships, have you sort of like learned anything from yourself where you're like, oh, like this is something that I didn't realize maybe is a thing that I should tweak.
2: Yeah. You know, it's so funny hearing you say that that's what you felt going into you and Bake Off because it's like the opposite with me where Mm. I'm like, I am a fucking mess. I mean, I have so much to work on and like, I'll never be able to like be with them, whoever they are, you know? Yeah. That's my going into the world. We're like coming in opposite.
0: We would have gone really well together. I know. We would be like the perfect Because you're like, I'm perfect.
2: And I'm like, you're right. I'm the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Damn it. He got in there first. Um, But (laughs) I think that, yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've found that – and i've been trying to like really practice this with friends
0: mm-hmm. is
2: um like how to really listen and be there for somebody and 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 just sharing like for me like my biggest issue is communication and i've learned a lot that it's obviously like everything or most things are based on childhood shit and mm-hmm. like i grew up with a lot of nonverbal communication. So I'm Mm. not very good, or I will change my, I will change what I say. I say I used to not be very good at communicating Mm. and I think I'm getting better, but it's about, um, like I go into a place of fear of, of actually sharing myself. And when someone shares with me, I'm like, I'm not capable of being there for them in the way they need or, they're not going to, like, I can't share just that back and forth. And so for me, I've been really trying with friends to open up and share like intimate things and like hard things. And then when friends share back, it's almost, it's, it's almost even more rewarding for me because then, then that means they trust me with their shit. And I don't know if that answers your question. That's just something I'm not, um, I realize very late in life, like I feel very stunted in a, in certain ways, like mm. emotionally, and I realize very late in life that it's because I'm not experienced, I didn't like hone the muscles, and like you know when you work out, you're like muscles are better, like they're more used to stuff, and I didn't build those muscles of communication, and like truly five years ago is when I like started to be like, Oh wait, what we like, yeah. it's <laughs> huh, yeah. And so that's what I'm working on most. It's it sounds like such a basic thing, but when you think Not about it, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think a lot of my relationships are while I love them are very like surfacey, and we never really mm. like deal with a lot of real stuff that's going on with each other. And mm-hmm. I found lately, I don't know that those kinds of the relationships are the ones that I'm like seeking out. And, and mm-hmm. quarantine has been and COVID has been very clarifying in that, yeah. in that way.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also like I mean, communication is a big part of like marriage or kids or just life in general. So I think like you recognizing like okay, this is an avenue that I can just strengthen even for myself. And not necessarily tied to another person, I think is so powerful because it's like you gotta you gotta love yourself first. You gotta get along yes. with yourself first, you know. Just yeah. to be
2: able to properly identify how I feel, mm-hmm. like, is so basic but yeah. important. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just I, and I the more I started to try and identify that for myself, the more I just and it doesn't even matter with anyone else. But the more I sort of mm-hmm. was like. I don't feel like this is something that everyone's doing all the time.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, before we get to audience questions, Ooh. we got a lot of good questions. Um, I want to ask you, like, what do you see or hope for yourself in the next, I don't know, five to 10 years? Like, what do you imagine your life would be like or what would you like it to be like?
2: ay Thebes. <laughs> Going deep. Um, what do I envision my life for the next five or 10 years? And you know what? This is like, I'm hesitating. Well, one, it's a big question, but I'm hesitating because I'm so used to answering in a professional way. Mm. Like, I don't know mm. if you feel this too, but I, I would usually be like, okay, well, so like, I want to be like creating projects where, mm-hmm. you know, and I have those things And those goals, but they've kind of shifted where like, okay, well, one, a big thing I want, hopefully before five or 10 years is like way more balance in my life,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, personally and professionally. Um, and I want to be, I want all the work I do to kind of reflect the personal growth I'm doing. So I want all the stuff, all the feel, all like the stuff I was just talking about, about communication and and really feeling feelings and being more aware. I won't, I think all of that fuels into the work because I'm like writing characters that can only get yeah. those things better. I guess I guess ultimately it's the most basic want I think is to share. I want to share my life with somebody at some mm-hmm. point point. Um, and to. Um. Yeah. To really, I guess before that happens, what you said is just to really know myself, mm-hmm. uh, because I think I'm. They. I think I'm in there, but I'm still like on that journey. Whereas I think I could use a little bit more time, maybe before I'm with somebody else right now. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I don't know about the kid thing. I think that. Mm-hmm. I I hope in the next five or 10 years, I will, you know, make a decision on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm so, I'm so rambly about this.
0: No, it's Um, great. It's sort of, you're speaking it into existence as you're, you know, that's good. I like it.
2: Yeah. I think I just, I hope to be able to still kind of cross, um, cross like mediums with creativity Mm -hmm. Um, be able to still do what I do in TV and film while also like doing more, um, visual art and voice stuff. And I don't know, in terms of friends and like relationships, I just want to continue on this path of like, kind of going deeper, whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been kind of floaty Mm. in my life so far, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, of course. I feel like our friendship has definitely gotten deeper. So I I see the work, honey. Okay. See I'll take
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel okay. that way
0: too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is my favorite part of the show. We have okay. a few questions for you and you know, your advice could be like, funny it could be ignorant it could be serious we just want to have like make people feel good overall okay um so this first question is from amy who lives in richmond virginia and she writes i've always been on the fence about having kids but leaning towards the not unless i find the perfect partner and they really want a family side i found someone who i think might be that perfect partner we've been together 6 months now so avs were not um like getting married tomorrow, but marriage is where the general trajectory of our relationship is headed and I love him, so that's great. He's always wanted to be a dad. So here I am approaching the I found the perfect partner and they really want a family situation. I just turned twenty eight so basically <laughs> I just oh, no. turned twenty eight so basically my eggs are dying. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mm. Oh yeah, my God, we, just, want, we, this- we just want them to feel better with these answers yes
0: <laughs> cool. uh, which means i need to sort this out sooner than later i know i'd be a great mom and i would enjoy a lot of things about motherhood but what should i even be considering uh oh sorry but should i even be considering it if it's mostly to make my partner happy how do i know if it's actually something i want for me oh yeah there's so many things in there I know. Well,
2: I mean, I guess the biggest thing would be to just have like an open conversation about it. As long as they're doing that, I think it's um, all out on the table. But if there's like, Mm -hmm. I feel, and this is also just like from watching movies, but also having conversations with peers, which is like, you feel like so much is happening behind the scenes in women's mm-hmm. minds of like, okay, I'm 28. My eggs are freezing, but he wants kids, But like, I love him, but like, I don't want to do it for him, but like, I might want it if I have the right partner. But like, like there's right. so much back and forth. You're like having conversations with parts of yourself. And mm-hmm. I think it's like, well, I don't think you should have kids if you're just doing it for somebody else. I agree. That's one Yeah, But if you don't want to have, like what I was saying earlier, where if you don't want to have kids kind of, you don't want to have them so much that you want to have them on your own, but you're like, oh, I'm with somebody, we both want kids. Great. But I, I I also think it's intense to have a conversation six months in. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think she should have a conversation about that unless she wants kids so much. Yeah. Like if you are 28, I don't know when your eggs are officially dried up or whatever, but if you're 28 (laughs) and you've always wanted kids and you're with someone and you love them, that would maybe be a time where you're like, hey, I I know it's early, but I've always wanted kids. What do you think? Do you want kids? You know, but I don't know. What do you think? I'm like rambling again.
0: No, I think it's, I agree with you that you shouldn't have kids for your partner because that there's always going to be some part of you that will be resentful. The fact of like, I'm doing this for you, even though I don't want to do it. And I think that like, yeah, six months in is way too soon. Um, and I feel like you need to go through the things of like living together of like really like experiencing a life together and seeing what your teamwork is like. And, you know, I feel like Bake Off and I have learned so much about being a team from living together these past two years that we just wouldn't have if we just lived separately. And we were like, okay, let's just like move forward with our relationship six months in. So I think like take the time, take the pressure off. If you're unsure, maybe consider freezing your eggs. And I don't even know if you necessarily need to have a conversation with your partner about that. I think that's something you could do independently. But I don't. I always get worried about rushing into a decision because you feel like you don't have time because you end up yes. doing something that you might not have done if you thought about it a little bit longer. And 28 so. is
2: not like your, is not, uh, I don't think should be like emergency egg time. Yeah. Not, not quite yeah.
0: yet. Yeah. So best of luck, Aim. That is Aim, you that's got a doozy. it. You got this, <laughs> Aim. <laughs> um Oh, okay. Um okay. This is from Millie in Brooklyn, New York. Hey Phoebe and Abby, I recently came out to my parents, and while they've been really cool about it for the most part, it is a bit of a stumbling block to my dad about the idea of not having grandchildren, which like Not necessarily true, dad. Any advice on how to talk to him about this one? Hmm. See, I mean, that's what
2: kind of what I was talking about earlier, where it's like like this bizarre homophobic. Ingrained thing that like, oh, if you're queer and you're in a same sex couple, you won't have grandchildren. And also it's like the say she didn't have her like didn't birth her own children. They adopted. They're still his grandchildren exactly so that's a different conversation even if she married a man yeah that's like um i the parent thing is tough Mm -hmm. um i think again i would say like communication but uh an open communication and like dialogue and kind of like pulling out that conversation because she could compare it to adopting. Um, Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I think it is good to have the conversation. Just be like, hey, I know it's not your intention. um, But when you say things like this to me, it makes me feel this certain way. And I think you should just really rethink about what it means to be a parent and not sort of limit what you think my life can look like cuz i think, you know, most yeah, parents- Yeah, that sounds a lot better than what i said. No, no, no. <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: no, but I that's think, so true. Yeah. It's
2: like, well, what what a like a parent is not just a man and a woman having children. He needs to start unlearning that.
0: Yeah. And just i i, you know, i feel like a lot of times parents just like they don't necessarily think that they're saying anything inappropriate. And so I think it's good to sort of just like gently explain it to him. Cause he, then might go, Oh my God, that's so not what I was trying to say. I'm so sorry. And I won't ever do that again. So I think there's hope Millie. So yeah. Godspeed. Um, Ooh, okay. This one's good. Okay. Um, okay. Actually, these are both really good. Ooh, Oh okay we're going to do this this is anonymous and i i i saw the beginning of this question i know why okay this is from anonymous uh i'm 36 and single and very much would like to have a child recently the love of my life who broke my my heart has come back into my life friend me on instagram duh um he and i have been talking every few days over text and phone calls he is living with a girlfriend now bitch Oh my God! Anonymous, yeah, you, hadn't fin- you hadn't finished that question. No. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. He is living with a girlfriend, so I have not expressed that I am still in love with him and would like to get back together and have a child with him. <gasps> okay. Anonymous, okay, okay. I'm ha- I'm happy <laughs> you
2: kept anonymous. Because I, I, I'm also like a question like this, I, and I I hate saying this. I think. They um, wrote this knowing what we would say. They need us to tell them what that, right?
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drag anonymous gently because this is wild. Okay, so I have tried to keep the conversations light and friendly so as not to seem predatory. He has expressed that the relationship isn't going well. And that one major problem is that he very much wants to have kids and she does not. Is he putting out feelers to get back together? Is he just looking for validation? Is he bored during the pandemic? Has the pandemic made him realize he has partnered with the wrong person? What should I do? Is it unethical to continue talking to him because he's in a relation? Am I a trifling hoe? What I want is to get back together with this man and have a baby.
2: (laughs) Anonymous...
0: Anonymous. Oof. I'm
2: sorry. I, this sucks. It yeah. sucks. Cause this is even just the questioning how long that went is like a <laughs> cycle of like, she, I think she's a, she, she's going, she's fucking mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Is this, why is he doing this? She's checking his fuck. She's probably checking that Instagram right now. Yeah. Not even listening to the podcast, <laughs> you know, like she's, she's in it and it's like, it mm-hmm. seems a little toxic. Like, one, mm-hmm. he broke her heart. We don't know how or why, but that sounds like that was hard and painful. Not to say, you know, whatever. The first half, I was like, okay, and he's back, yeah, but he's living with a fucking girlfriend. No, yeah. clearly he's like he know. It's just not. She wants us to tell her this too. She wants us yeah. to
0: give yeah. it to her, right? <laughs> anonymous he's a piece of shit straight the fuck up he is a piece of shit delete his number block him on instagram this is trifling as hell because if he's going to do this to his living girlfriend he would do it to you if you yes. guys got together and have a kid you and don't he think probably he would did be- yeah it's just like you don't and like you said this is very toxic and if you do want to be with someone and raise a child. You don't want to bring it into a toxic sort of situation with a partner that is clearly not trustworthy. So, I would say hell to the no no no. Like don't don't entertain this. This also feels like if I know she says she's 36 but this feels like behavior of a 20 something dude where it's like I'm going to dangle a carrot I'm going to maybe say some things to hook you, but I'm going to be non-committal. but I'm going to be over here. And I don't know. I just. And it's
2: someone that just
0: want, like he's, he seems
2: like he just wants like someone to be into him and it's yep. not working out with his girlfriend. He's got you back now mm-hmm. and it's fucking bullshit. No. Yeah. I, she deserves anonymous deserves better than this.
0: Yeah. Listen to us anonymous. We won't steer you wrong. Okay. Okay, so I have two questions left. I'm going to pick just one. Okay. This is from Iman, not the model. Oh, but damn.
2: Who's <laughs> not writing in? She's not writing in? Damn it. Phoebe, what kind of podcast
0: is this? I should hang it up. I <laughs> should just stop. <laughs> okay, this is really cute from Iman. Iman writes, first of all, love you both immensely cute Thanks so. um yeah you're so cute um i'm only 20 years old but growing up in a pakistani american household has a lot of pressure uh a lot of pressure was put on the ideal of a nuclear family Whew. i grew to resent such antiquated slash patriarchal standards and have chosen to rebel completely against them swearing i will never get married or bear children I'm terrified that this this rebellion will result in my own unhappiness since I've internalized the concept marriage and having a family as ultimate life goals. How do I navigate cutting out all of the BS of the pressure from society and pressure from my own internal rebel in order to find out what I truly want for myself? I wouldn't get married or have children unless I was completely sure about it. How do I know if I'm sure? My choices will result in and bla- backlash either way. Might as well do what I want to do. Whew. That's That's tough. a lot. Um I mean, is there a world, Iman, where you would consider going to therapy to talk about this because I feel like there is so much happening with like family pressure and societal pressure and cultural pressure that I think it's good to sort of like spend, I don't know, six months or a year or a couple years unpacking all of this to actually figure out what you do want, because you don't want to, you don't want to make big life decisions out of spite. I think that's always a mistake, you know? Yeah.
2: And I also think, um, well, one it's, so incredible that at such a young age, she's only 20, she Mm. knows this about herself, but also about her family. She knows what she doesn't want. Yeah. But I do think that it's important to allow yourself and your wants and needs to change. So Mm. I like the rebellious spirit and like declaration is fucking rad, but also I don't want it to like limit you If you do find you want to be with someone and get married, like it just should, it just could shift and be in your way Mm -hmm. and not their way. But Mm -hmm. I do think the therapy thing is like a really good and incredible tool to get to like really pull all of that out and just have yourself having an ongoing conversation about it. Cause I don't know if there ever is a way to know what's the end of her question where it's like, how do I know for sure?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's
2: like you might not.
0: Yeah. And like
2: we all make mistakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing, I guess, to like sort of some of this episode is like these marriage and and parenthood is sort of a thing where you're not going to know everything before it happens. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't know if your marriage is going to work out. You don't know if you're going to love being a stay-at-home parent. You don't know if you're going to love working as a parent. You just don't know how it's going to go. So I guess you just have to really just make peace with the unknown and then just sort of, like, follow your heart and what you think is going to be best for your life. And, you know, just fucking pray to, like, Serena Williams' I don't know, weaves. Like, just, you know, call, <laughs> call on a higher power. If you need. <laughs> Who's yeah, your higher power, that- Abby?
2: <laughs> Man, I don't think I have one right now. Mm. I don't um I don't have a good answer to that right now. Do you?
0: Mm. Well, you know, I think my higher power is Tracy Ellis Ross's pattern beauty. That line has totally changed my hair and it's got, I mean, this is a wig. So my hair has not become this amazing overnight, but
2: <laughs> like this is Tracy Ellis Ross's hair
0: products in my hair. But I just love that. Like if I feel good about my hair, I feel like I feel okay about most things, you know, which I know is kind of yeah. a shallow thing, but no, it's, it's, it's not, it's
2: about self-confidence. Yeah. I don't think that that's shallow. I think that that's. I I understand that. Like a lot of my shit stems from like feeling good about my, bo- like body stuff mm-hmm. personally. So yeah, and I don't know if that's my higher power, but yeah. yeah so I get
0: that. <laughs> well, Abby, this has been so good. I think people listening to this are gonna love this conversation and maybe encourage them to have conversations with like friends and family so i thank you for being so open and raw and willing to go deep and willing to say i don't have the answer to that because i feel the same way about so many things and i just adore you and i miss you so much i
2: know i adore you and miss you too thank you for having me i so i don't know if other guests feel this way i don't know how many you've done but i'm like oh my goodness i have to be like Was I being too honest? Because I feel like I'm just timing you and forget it's going to be on a thing.
0: (laughs) Isn't Abby just like the biggest ray of sunshine, babe?
1: It was just a delightful conversation.
0: I'm so happy to hear you say that. And anyone listening again, I think the biggest takeaway from this episode is that if you're not sure of whether or not you want to have kids, that's okay. You have time to figure it out. If you want a little added insurance, you can freeze your eggs,
1: you know. Yeah, there's, and absolutely. It's If you're at a point in your life now where you're wondering if you need to make the decision, there's always adoption as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great opportunity to not maybe give back and like with the plenty of children that need a f- solid family as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're so tender hearted, babe. Um, Okay, so this is a great episode. Um, Check out her book, I Might Regret This, if you haven't read it yet. Go back and watch those old episodes of Broad City because they're going to warm your heart. Oh, delightful. And they're going to make you laugh your ass off. And as always, we are an indie podcast baby. We fund ourselves, okay? And we are not taking ad dollars. We're not freaking just... Bowing down to the man. <laughs> We're not like White Castle.
1: Please give us money. Seems to have really hit a nerve with you right there. <laughs> also White Castle? That was the first place I could up KFC, <laughs> you ain't giving us any money. <laughs> But
0: we really wanted to, during this climate of not only in the nation, but the world, we wanted to sort of reserve ad space from just black owned businesses that we love. They didn't ask us to do this. They don't know that we're doing this. Um, And so today I want to highlight one of my favorite new sort of like discoveries in the world of jewelry, Lorraine West Jewelry. I'm going to spell out the Instagram for you guys. It is L O R R A I N E W E S T jewelry. Like, you should just know how to spell jewelry at this point. And Lorraine. And West. Yeah. At her on Instagram and also go to com. I mean, you guys might have seen her earrings on Beyonce. Oh. And Zendaya. Ooh. And. I was gonna say me, but yeah, no one cares.
1: Well, links in the description below. <laughs> <laughs> How famous do you
0: think I have to get before people will care what jewelry I'm wearing, babe?
1: Um, I think a solid D list.
0: Dang, I'm still on the F list after everything.
1: Sure. What? <laughs> what about E? E list? Can I be C minus?
0: Like, do you think that, that... was
1: my grades at school. <laughs> <laughs> A solid C minus.
0: I mean, do you feel like if I weren't dating you and I was dating someone else, it would make it on to, like, TMZ?
1: I think if you leaked it yourself, yes. <laughs> Time for credit!
0: Host Phoebe Robinson. Producer... Phoebe R-
1: <laughs> You forgot the four names, and one of those names is yours twice.
0: <laughs> okay, producer Phoebe Robinson in British Bake Off, editor of British Bake Off, theme song Gavin Turek,
1: and that's it. Hold on, that was three names, not four. That's right. <laughs>
0: I'm hanging on the best I can, you guys. By a loose thread. <laughs> okay, boom!